0: And welcome back. Welcome back guys to the second episode of figuring shit out. It only took me four months, but that's okay. Um, yeah, I just finished editing. Oh my goodness. I just finished editing this episode and realized I literally did not say the title of the podcast. I did not introduce anything. I just, you know, went into it. So, um, that's really the vibe of this episode though. It's just me talking about all the things that I wanted to talk about. So get excited. Um, get some wine, and let's hang out. What the fuck is up? So it has been a fat minute. It's been a fat minute. And you know what? I came home from work today and I said, you know what I want to do right now? I want to talk. And also I was talking to someone today about how it was really sad that I didn't keep going with my podcast. Um, so yeah, I have so, so, so many things to catch you guys up on. And we're just going to have a really good time. And I'm really excited about it. Um, first and foremost, we have to acknowledge um, what special day it is. Indy uh, and Jack are literally getting married as we speak. Um, and it should be a national holiday. Honestly, we should have all watched it like we woke up and watched Meghan Markle and Prince Harry get married or Kate and William. I Did anyone else wake up in sixth grade at like three in the morning with your mom and make tea and watch... Kate and William get married, because I did, and it was magical, and it's a core moment, really. Core memory, for sure. But yeah, Indian Jack getting married right now, which honestly made me realize, um, how important parasocial relationships are, <laughs> at least in my life, and I would beg to argue that they're important for everybody's life. Um, I just, like, you need to have multiple, because it's too much pressure to just have one parasocial relationship. Um, not only just pressure on this person in the universe to be exciting and entertaining and to fulfill all your needs all the time, but also so that you get to pick and choose and just have little obsessions and it's really fun. Um, like, let's think. I have, like, Harry Styles, Paramore, um, Indie Blue, Taylor Swift, um, literally so many. I honestly can't even count all of them, like, and that's the best part is because They'll all show up at random times. Like, Paramore probably wouldn't have said that, like, a few weeks ago, but then it's a resurgence because I just went to ACL and I saw Haley Williams perform, and holy moly cajoli, does she revive my soul in ways that need to be revived every single time. Um, Really funny story about Paramore that we're going to get to in this podcast, uh, but not right now because we're talking about parasocial relationships. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think that you should just have so many and just be entertained by them. And the reason I realized today that they were so important was the last few days have been crazy. Crazy! And I was like, you know what? I had a day yesterday and I was really sad yesterday. And I came into work today and I was like, I like told my boss, also my job is literally insane and amazing and everyone should go look at our Instagram, shop, Klein Designs. Um, They're literally the most amazing comfortable sweatsuits of all time in their custom and adorable. Have I mentioned that? It's amazing. Um, But Alexa literally let me listen to all my emo music yesterday in the studio and I was just chilling out being emo. And then today I woke up and I wasn't sad and I was like, I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to roll with it and just had a much better day today. But this week has just been really crazy and Indie Blue's wedding has also been going on and it's just been so nice to have something else to focus on and like something beautiful to focus on like love and like soulmates and the two of them are just I just love them so much and their story is just really the greatest thing ever so yeah um also like with the whole Paramore thing which now we can talk about it I saw Paramore this weekend on Sunday and it was everything it was so good I went ahead of my friends to get a really good spot like to see them and it was, it was worth it. It was so much freaking fun. And the first time I ever saw Paramore play was before, before my sophomore year of college in the summer. And I went with my best friend and we literally just had the time of our goddamn lives. Like I vividly remember walking out of that pavilion and being like, if I could do this once a week, I would never have to work out again. Like I would danced my little butt off. Like it was so, much fun and it's they're one of those bands where I do know a lot of their songs especially when they played that first tour because um i had been listening to the album a lot but they're one of those bands too where like even if you don't know every song like she will just put on a show and like you will enjoy every single one like you will dance even if you don't know the words to the songs and I think that that's just the sign of a true performer and the sign of a true rock star so Haley Williams has all my respect all my love all my adoration And also, I feel as though we are connected. (laughs) I do. And it's going to sound silly and it's going to sound crazy, but I truly do feel that we are connected. The first time I ever saw her was I was going through a very interesting situation with one of the first um, toxic men in my life. Um, And it was the night that I told him that I had feelings for him. I was at the Paramore show And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And Haley really, like, I was just like, I feel like she would respect this. Looking back, she would not. She would have said, Carter, don't fucking do that. But whatever. But I so I did it. And honestly, at first it worked out really well. And then it turned into the absolute flaming pile of crap that it was. But that was the first time I saw Paramore. Sunday, I saw Paramore. And shit absolutely hit the motherfucking fan. Absolutely hit the motherfucking fan with someone else who also I should not have been in a relationship with and I feel as though it's like Haley's Comet. It came and it started this curse and it went and I was able to break the curse and I know it sounds stupid but think about the first season of The Vampire Diaries when when Damon's trying to break the curse that put Catherine in the tomb and the only way to break the curse was to break it on the night of the comet that happened the night they made the curse. Do you know what I'm saying? So the night that the curse, I created the curse by giving myself to a toxic man for the first time, the only way I was able to break the curse and end it with a toxic man was by closing the loop of Haley's Comet. And so therefore that's my theory and I truly believe that also Haley... Knows about it, and we're connected because Paramore is me and my best friend's favorite fucking band of all time. Well, one of our favorite fucking bands. We say that about a lot of bands, but it just has so much meaning in our relationship. And like, we just love Haley Williams so much, and their music has gone through us, us through a lot, and just like means a lot as in our friendship. But our friendship song, like our bestie song, like the song that we'll play at both of our weddings, and we will have a dance to it. And every single time the song comes on, we will call each other, no matter where we are is I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston. And she transitioned from Rose Colored Boy into I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston. And I was just like, she knows I'm here. Like, she knows I'm here. And Rose Colored Boy is the song that was playing when I texted the first man. Like, it's a whole thing, guys. Like, I I know I sound fucking insane, but it's a whole thing. And I really just feel like it means, <laughs> it means a lot. And it's real and true and whatever. Which whatever gets you by, right? Here's the whole thing I think about, here's where I've been recently on faith and spirituality and like astrology and all that stuff, right? And power, like power of attraction, manifestation. You can believe in any of those things. You can believe in religion, you can believe in astrology, you can believe in science, and you can believe in manifestation in like a universe sense. You can believe all of those things and you're still basically coming to the same conclusion. Like if you think about it, it's like if I'm praying, I'm praying to a God that's going to answer me. If I'm doing manifestation, I'm saying it out loud so the universe will hear me and will give me the things that I want. Or if you believe in science, if you walk into a room and you believe good things are going to happen to you, you're going to notice the good things in that room so much more. If I walk into a party and I'm like so annoyed to be at this party, I'm like, I do not want to be here. I did not want to come. I don't want to be here. It's going to suck. Every minor sucky thing at that party is going to seem like the biggest deal and it's going to prove me right. If I walk into that party and think, oh my God, it's going to be the best night ever. I'm about to have so much fun. Maybe like one or two fun things will happen, but you will be so excited because you were looking for them and they made so much sense to you and they popped out to you that it will be the best night ever. So whether it's because you manifested it, whether it's because you prayed it, or whether it's because you believed it and just science is working in your favor, it's all the same fucking thing. So that's where I'm at, where I'm like, I know I sound crazy and I know, but I just believe that these big crazy things are possible. Like, I just do. I really do. And I think it's all connected in really cool ways. And I think... Because of my background, a lot of it I used to think was connected because of, like, God and Christianity, and it's not that I don't believe that stuff anymore, but I really just really think that it's so much bigger than that, and, like, you can believe in the universe and it's still under the same umbrella. You can believe in science and it's still under the same umbrella. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I know what I'm saying, and I think this is a conversation that I've loved having with people because I think especially with people in my new life when they find out that, like, I was like very religious and like very spiritual like they're very intrigued as to like where I'm at now and like how that makes me live my life now and so it is a conversation that comes up a lot and I think a lot of my transitioning from faith anyways was because I just I felt like there were so many answers outside of the ones that I was being given and I felt like there were so many more options than the ones I was being given and I just think that Now it's like I'm living in this world and I'm like, there are so many ways that I can make my life work for me and this world work for me. And I'm just going to use them all to my advantage and I'm just going to be as positive and as, like, outgoing about those things as possible. Because if I put them into my reality today, then there's a higher chance that they're going to be in my reality in the future. So, yeah, that's all that stuff. Um, But, yeah, so that's why I feel as though me and Haley Williams um, are spiritually connected and she broke my curse so hopefully what that means is that I will no longer um, let men treat me like crap. And here's the thing about that. So one big update, um, I was dating. I was I was literally right after the first podcast came out, um, I started dating someone, which is high-key hilarious because I feel as though there's a coincidence here. When I have a boyfriend, I don't have a podcast. And when I don't have a boyfriend, I do have a podcast. So I think that just means that I shouldn't have a boyfriend. And so I should have my podcast. Um, raise your hand if you agree with me. I'm imagining all of you just raised your hands. Thank you so much for your support. (laughs) Um, so basically I am pissed off because I feel as though like I put myself in situ. I keep myself, let me say that differently. I keep myself in situations that I know are bad for me like I either know I don't feel good in this situation because I don't like them very much or I don't like the way they treat me very much but I stay in it and I've noticed it's like an addict it's very like addictive like it's an addiction thing and I don't know where it stems from and it's why it's been pissing me off so much because I'm like when I'm with them like yeah I have a good time like I don't hang out with people I dislike but it's like I know I'm not madly in love or like I know I'm not like insanely affected by this person like when we're there it's nothing like insane right but the second I leave or like I'm not with them I'm like obsessed like I can't stop thinking about it and it's not even obsessed with them but it's like I'm obsessed with the idea of like why is someone not talking to me right now or like I want to talk to them, or I want to be around someone right now, or why aren't they texting me, like, or, like, it's, it's obsessive. It sounds crazy because it is crazy, and it's, like, really fucking annoying, and I started reading this book Attached, and I think I need to, maybe I just need to finish the book. Maybe that'll do it. Um, But I, like, know I have a very anxious attachment style, and I think, I started reading the book when I first started dating this dude, and I think it was helping me a lot identify some things but then I stopped reading the book and I think things got harder in the relationship that I just started with the excuses and I was telling my friend this the other day I think I got to a point in my life where I was very good at the whole like he's just not that into you thing like I watched that movie and that movie I truly is my girl bible like that movie changed shit. like it's not mean to say he's just not that into you because like if he's treating you like crap or making you feel like crap even not intentionally maybe he's not doing anything bad but he's just not making you feel the way that you want to feel he's just like saying he's just not that into you is a lot kinder than being like oh it's just because he's scared of how much he loves you or like oh my god no it's just because he's so damaged like he cares about you so much like freaks him out or like he's just like busy. Like, no. Okay, guys. Like, we need to stop doing that. That's mean. That's mean because we're stringing each other along. We're stringing our friends along. We're stringing ourselves along. Like, he's just not into you is a very easy, it's not on you. It's just the facts and it's okay. And he can like you. He can like you a lot, but just not be that into you. And that is on him too. Like, that's on him. That's, it's not on you to, in a negative light, right? Okay, whatever. So my point is, is I was in a really good space with that, right? And I feel like I had started to, like, weed out the toxic people in my life because I was like, I'm making so many excuses for them and they're just not that into me. Like, it's just, that's, it's not that deep. They're just not. And then I think I got into a relationship with a guy that was really great. Like, he was really wonderful until he wasn't. And it's not, like, he's not a bad guy and that's not what I'm saying at all. But, like, a relationship has, like highs and lows and there was a point in time in which like it started to downfall and that's when you start to make excuses and um I think that I started to get good at it again like I stopped making excuses for a while and then because this guy had my trust and my love and like my like partnership it was like I'm gonna make excuses for him and so I started to do it again And so I think I went into this next stage of dating way too quickly and I didn't, but also not even way too quickly because like, I kind of like that now I know this, but like I went into it very quickly and I, I didn't have a chance to really like undo the things that like my past relationship had done to me. Like, and so I, I got good at making excuses again and that needs to stop and the other day I literally I just said it out loud I was like he's just not that into me like it's fine like it's not the end of the world it's just the case and it's like that to me is way easier to just give up on and stop trying than making empathetic excuses for someone because I'm like but I understand where they're coming from no the way you're feeling get out of it (laughs) get out of it get out of it so that's the whole thing (laughs) I got to figure that shit out. I got to figure that addictive shit out because it's not good. And like, I know I have an, I think I have an obsessive personality, not necessarily an addictive personality, LOL, literally at the start of this podcast, me telling all of you that you need to obsess over at least seven people. So like, yeah, I think that checks out, but I don't like it when I do it to people that are actually in my life. So I need to stop doing that because I think I need to get it all out with these parasocial relationships, really just feel like. All that energy is out there and it's being expended. But then with the people in my life, it's normal, healthy, like communication. But yeah. So that was crazy, guys. I literally I literally had a relationship. That was weird. Um, but it was fun. While it was. This weekend was not very fun, but that's whatever. Um what else is going on? Um oh my god, sorry about that. Um Indie Blue just posted her wedding pictures and they're absolutely iconic and her dress is everything in that freaking hat. It is, she's just such an icon. Like I, we, me and my, I just got off the phone with my best friend. Her, like her type of fame, like her life, I've probably, if I didn't, I didn't talk about, oh my God, I've only had one episode. So if you haven't just talked to me in person, then you don't know this. Indie Blue is truly everything that I want to be in life. Like owning a brand, having like this like community around her, like that is what I want. And I want to be her like she's just so cool and I love to like see her and like what she does and like be inspired by it but also like it also can be unhealthy and I get that but either way I feel as though her level of famous itself is so perfect like she makes enough money her brand is fucking killing it and it's like a brand that's separate from her like you can know lonely ghost and not know indie and I think that's so awesome because it's like it's not because she's an influencer. Like, she started it because she didn't want to make merch. Like, it's a brand and it's separate from her, and I love that. But then, her herself has this just a community of people who adore her and like love her and would ride for her, but she can literally go out in public and be fine and be normal and have a happy life. Like, she just absolutely, whatever she did to earn this life, like, oh, I just love it. And Jack and Seven, and I just, it's just everything. It really, oh, I just love her so much. So, yeah. So, this was my, come back this is my podcast comeback. um again a little short little mini episode but maybe that's all we need obviously I didn't have a guest on this week um it got the reason all jokes aside the reason that the podcast really did die down was because it was insanely difficult to find people to sit down with and talk to like so many people wanted to do it not in like a weird way but like a lot of my friends wanted to do it and I talked to so many people about doing it and people were so excited about it but schedules like I had three jobs at by the time at the time I was like doing the podcast and like when I started it and, like, I just started only having two. So, like, and it's, like, one and a half. But I scheduling with people was just so difficult and, like, getting people to sit down. And then also just, like, the tech of it. I only have one mic and I got to get another mic. But also, like, that's money and I don't have a lot of that. So I also was just thinking, like, me and my friends would literally, like, I had some people sit down and then we would start recording. And it would just get, like, it was hard. Like, it was hard. And I I like talking on a mic, but not everyone likes doing that. So... What I noticed was me and my friends would be sitting around talking and being like, oh my God, we should be recording this for the podcast. Like it was a thing. Like everyone was being like, put something on your podcast, like blah, 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 like the people I told. And you can't really recreate that. So I think what I want to do is obviously I want to get insights from other people, but it seems to be that like I can get insights from other people and then relay them on the podcast and still chat and talk and hang out and be me. But instead of, like, interview styles... And I'm not saying I'll never do it, but also, like, this is only my second one and it's been, what, like, four months? So, like, it's a slow-rolling situation. So we're just going to see how it goes. We're going to keep going. But let me know how you like this one. Let me know your notes on it. Yeah. Also, thank you guys for loving the first episode because everyone was so cute and wonderful sending me pictures of them listening to it. And it just made my life. And, like, someone today was like, oh my god, I remember listening to it vividly. Like, I was hungover and I was sitting in my room and I was, like, listening to you talk. And I was like, that means so much to me. So yeah, let me know your notes and I love you guys so much. And this was so much fun. So peace out, broskies.